morning. We have a wonderful opportunity before us today, and I am grateful to be a part of this family of faith. Welcome to all of you in the room. Uh, grateful that you are here, as well as those of you um, who are continuing to connect with us in our online family. We are thankful for you. And today is a special day for all of us as a part of the Calvary family. Uh, I want to give you something to think about uh, before we come to a moment where we consecrate our own hearts, where we really focus our own hearts before the Lord. Do you need a miracle of faith in your life at some point? Now, here's the thing. Miracles happen by faith. I mean, that's where a real miracle is. I mean, in, the, in this world, uh, people talk a lot about miracles and, and people uh, want to receive a lot of blessings. But if it doesn't come by faith, it's not really a miracle. And if it's not something that you receive because you actually put your faith into action, then it's not really a blessing. It's something that you earned, something that you worked for, something that you reasoned out, something that was natural. And anything natural really doesn't accomplish the will of God in our lives. That's not a miracle. Uh, we have to be really careful as, as Christians even in our lives um, to not dumb down faith. To not just make faith a part of a routine or a ritual in our life, but, but to genuinely trust God for something that is beyond our expertise, our checkbook, our strength, our intellect, or whatever it is that we depend upon in the flesh. Faith goes beyond the flesh. And, and I know that in my life, miracles happen when I trust God. There are no miracles without faith. They're just not. They don't happen without faith. Um, they're natural things. But miracles happen by faith. If you've been following along in the reading that we've designed and given to you throughout this 21-day journey, uh, you will see that in 2 Chronicles, people experienced miracles because they trusted God. And they trusted God when the answer was not clear. They trusted God when the resource was not available. They trusted God when the strength was limited. They trusted God. That's faith. And we see that as we've journeyed through that together. I, I know that faith is the fire that really gives us power to our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. You've heard me talk a lot about that in the last year because that's how we're designed, it's how we're created. But the fire that gives the power to what you put your heart into, to what you put your soul into, to what you give your mind to, and to what you give your strength to, the fire to that is faith. And faith is genuinely trusting God for what cannot happen without him delivering. This week, I, I knew that many of you were preparing with me, praying with me uh, about a gift that we're going to make today. And I'm going to explain that in just a moment. It's a one-time gift, plus also on top of that, a three-year commitment for us to do what we need to do here at Calvary um, to fix some things for our ministries, to prepare this place for its future, not only practical things, but family things, family ministry. We're going to tackle those. And, and it's funny because this week, one of my, one of my friends said, well, gosh, you sure are operating faith because technically the way that you do these giving campaigns is you have secured X amount of dollars so that you know you can accomplish the goal. And I'm like, well, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And, and one of the things that, for those of you that have been here long enough, you, you know about me as pastor, I'm just not going to twist your arm when it comes to money. Either God's going to put it in your heart to give to his work, or he's not. And really, it's one of those things where I just know that miracles happen 
when people respond by faith, not by feeling coerced or feeling like they have to, but when they respond to what God says to them. And here's what we're going to look at today in 2 Chronicles. There was a moment in the people of God's life, just like you and I um, will experience today, where they had to act in faith. And so I want you to take your Bibles, and we're going to look at 2 Chronicles chapter 31. You read this this week, so this was a part of this week's devotion and prayer time for you. And I've, I've intentionally taken these moments out of our 21-day journey to revive our souls because... These moments matter to us. Faith matters. And doing uh, life with faith, trusting God beyond what we see, what we know, what we feel, how we think, how strong we are. Trusting God to deliver, to come through in moments like that. Um, that's where real faith is born. And that's where miracles happen. And that's where the fire that we all need in our life comes from. Second Chronicles chapter 31. We're going to read 12 verses there. I want to read these to you. Now, when all this was finished, all Israel who were present went out to the cities of Judah. And they broke the memorial stones in pieces. They cut down the ashram. They pulled down the high places and the altars throughout Judah and Benjamin, as well as in Ephraim and Manasseh, until they had destroyed them all. Then all the sons of Israel returned to their cities, each to his own possession. And Hezekiah, Hezekiah appointed the divisions of the priests, and the Levites, by their divisions, each according to his service, both the priests and the Levites, for burnt offerings and for peace offerings, to serve and to give thanks, and to praise in the gates of the camp of the Lord. He also appointed the king's portion of his property for the burnt offerings, namely, for the morning and the evening burnt offerings, and the burnt offerings for the Sabbaths, and for the new moons, and for the appointed festivals, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Also, he told the people who lived in Jerusalem to give the portion due to the priests and the Levites so that they might devote themselves to the law of the Lord. As soon as the order spread, the sons of Israel abundantly, abundantly provided the first fruits of grain, new wine, oil, honey, and of all the produce of the field. And they brought in abundantly the tithe of everything. The sons of Israel and Judah who lived in the cities of Judah also brought in the tithe of oxen and sheep and the tithe of the sacred gifts which were consecrated to the Lord their God. And they placed them, look at this, they placed them in heaps. In the third month, they began to make the heaps. And they finished them by the seventh month. When Hezekiah and the rulers came and saw the heaps... They blessed the Lord and his people Israel. Then Hezekiah questioned the priests and the Levites concerning the heaps. Azariah, the chief, the chief priest of the house of Zadok, said to him, Since the contribution started coming into the house of the Lord, we have had enough to eat with plenty left over, for the Lord has blessed his people. And this great quantity is left over. Then Hezekiah commanded them to prepare rooms in the house of the Lord, and they prepared them. They faithfully brought in the contributions, the tithes, and the consecrated things. And Conaniah the Levite was the officer in charge of them, and his brother Shimei was second. Now, Second Chronicles, if you've gone through this journey and you finished it up this week, what you see is Chronicles gives you literally a picture of the history of the people of God. And if you're wise, you would have read through that and you would have seen that there were different moments 
around the people of God in their lives where the house of the Lord, where they went to worship, where they participated in, where they gave sacrifices, where they were encouraged, edified, and equipped, the house of the Lord periodically needed to be repaired. It happened for a lot of reasons, either outside attacks or inward moments where they had lapsed in faith and they failed to take care of it. There are all kinds of reasons that that happened. But what you see throughout the book of 2 Chronicles is that very specifically, the people of God every so often had to take care of God's house. Hezekiah is in one of those moments, kind of like where we are as a church. And Hezekiah says, here's how you do it. Now, this morning, I'm going to remind us of how you do it. Are you ready for the life lesson? I bet you can guess what it is. Um, if you've been around the last few weeks, it's, it's pretty important, but it needs to sink in. If you think about faith and you think about miracles and you think about faith being the fire that allows things to happen in your life that would not otherwise happen, then it requires that if we, what? Act in faith toward God. Then we, what? can see him respond in faithfulness to us. And that order is very important. It plays out in scripture over and over again. And we are not exempt from that. If we act in faith toward God first, then we can see God respond in faithfulness to us. And faith requires us at times to take steps beyond what we see, what we know, what we feel, what we have the strength to do. But we step out there knowing that God has put something before us as an opportunity or a moment or something within our heart to follow him. And here's what happens. When you get that right by faith, you get heaps. Heaps. The one thing that stood out to me in this passage was that word Heaps. And I, I ask myself the question, God, when it comes to following you, um, do I want a little pile of blessing or do I want a heap of blessing? I want heaps of blessing. Now, I think that's very important when you look at how God's people responded to the option that Hezekiah gave them to help the house of the Lord. And it started in a three-phase process. Number one. We've talked about this, and this is the most important part because you don't get faith right if you don't get number one right. And number one always, always, always begins with a revival of the soul. If my soul is not revived and on fire with the Lord, when it comes to a moment of giving, I'm only going to give a little. That's true. Now, that's not a coercion tactic. That's not a manipulation tactic. That's me doing this long enough to recognize in my own life and in the lives of other people that the first thing that I often think about when I give to the Lord is a little. I usually think about giving God second best. I usually think about giving God what makes sense because I'm following Dave Ramsey and I want to make sure that I'm out of debt and I've, I've got this plan that's a retirement plan that you may never make it to, right? And I've got this agenda that if I do this and I do this, it'll work out. But what's interesting is what I've seen for people who actually step beyond those things and say to the Lord from my soul, 
because you're speaking to my heart. My soul is on fire with you. I'm not living just according to how I feel or what's going on in my life or what this difficulty or challenge I'm facing is before me. No, Lord, I'm going to walk with you. And I don't understand it and I don't know it, but I know what you've said and I'm going to walk with you. It's funny because in that moment, that comes from your soul. And a revival of soul is very important. How do we know that God's people got this part right before they got to the giving part? They tore down the Asherah. They tore down the, the Baals, the altar to Baals, the high places. Now, you and I, um, we don't speak that kind of language today. So it doesn't resonate as strongly with us about the idols that they worshipped in their day that they gave their best resource to. But that's exactly what happened first. Before they could get to a moment where they could honor the Lord, they had to deal with the idols in their own life first. And they had to tear them down. And that required a revival of the soul. It required a revival of the things of God in their life. And so that first few verses that we read today, Hezekiah helped them understand we'll never get God's house right and the worship in God's house right. And we'll never get the blessings right if we don't get our hearts right. And you always have to get your heart right first before you can experience the heaps of God's blessing in your life. That's where miracles happen. That's where faith comes in. And they tore down the Asherah. The Asherah were wooden poles that required finance and resource for them to build. And that the people of God, like all of the nations around them, because they wanted to be like everybody else, they put their money toward this, they put their sacrifice toward this, and they put their worship toward this. And so therefore, if you can imagine in your budget, a good portion of your budget going toward something else that you worship and therefore it limits what you could give to the Lord. Well, that's what they're dealing with. The high places, the high places were literally that. They were temples that were built on the highest hills and the highest places because it helped people feel like they could get closer to whatever God they were worshiping at that high place. And all the surrounding nations had high places. And therefore, the children of God thought, well, we want to fit in too. So we want to be like them. And so we're going to put these high places all around too. And so they would go there. And sure, some people would go there and say, well, I feel close to God. There's only one problem with the high places. They were not the temple of God. Isn't that fascinating? They created an alternative area of life that they would give their best to and it took away from the one place where God said this is where my name will dwell and this is where you will grow and be fed and Hezekiah had to help them understand you got to tear down not only these wooden statues and figurines that you've built you got to tear them down you got to tear down the high places in your life because those are the places where you may say oh yeah I'm going to go there and I'm going to get closer to God and I'm going to do it my way there's only one problem with that God didn't say that was okay <laughs> and he wouldn't bless that so they had to tear those down all of this was a part of their revival of the soul. And at any moment in my life, and I know this is true of your life, if I want to experience God's favor, God's blessing, it requires first and foremost that I revive my soul, that I get my heart right. So that's the first thing that the people of God and Hezekiah had them do. The second thing is very clear, and, and you see this, and by the way, if you've looked at CalvaryNewOrleans.com forward slash next, if you've listened the last few weeks, you get this one too. 
they had this moment where not only did they revive their souls, but they had a renewal of their mission. I think you see where I'm going with this, right? They had a renewal of their mission. What was their mission? What you see is that the people of God, as they renewed their mission, the priests began to do the work that they were commanded by God to do. The people began to help bring in the things that God had asked them to bring. They began to recommit their mission once they tore down the high places in their life. Once they began to act by faith, they began to recommit themselves and renew their commitment to the mission that God had given. And therefore, when they began to do this process, you begin to see things change in their lives. You see them begin to find, oh, the fruitfulness in this area of life, the resource in this area of life, the strength in this area of life. Why? Because their renewal to the work of God in their life was that important. Now, let me be real. I understand that in most of our lives, we don't look at the renewal of the work of God in our life as that important. Why? Well, because there's probably a schedule that you follow to get up and go to the workplace, the place that perhaps you own or that you work for. Um, you have the schedule of keeping up with your family, um, keeping up with your home. Um, hey, there's a big day on the calendar, which someone said to me, boy, that's not really strategic. There's a day tomorrow, right, that you don't want to look at for some of you. Or for some of you, you go, yeah, that, that already worked out for me, right? There are all these things in life that come at us. Sometimes they are relationship issues, maybe with friends, perhaps with family in your own home. Uh, there are challenges that come to you. Maybe you go through a moment of loss or difficulty, emotional challenge. And in all of those moments, as we're battling through those as humans, as people, what we need is not an answer that we can find of ourselves. We need an answer that comes from God by faith that gives us the fire to go to work and make it happen in a better way, to be in our home and to renew our homes a better way, to encourage people and help them accomplish things in a better way. And faith in the midst of renewing our commitment to God, both in our hearts and in his mission for our lives, when faith catches fire there, you accomplish things through what seems normal, but God has a way of blessing those in ways that are not normal. And quite frankly, they are beyond natural. They are supernatural. Have you ever asked for God's supernatural blessing on your life? on your business, on your opportunities. I, I tell you what's fascinating about this last season of life, this last year, with all of the challenges, I, I think a lot of people have lost faith. They've lost faith. They've lost faith in systems. They've lost faith in people. Um, they've lost faith in the future. Um, they've lost faith in all kinds of things out there. If I could encourage you today, um, you don't ever want to lose your faith in God. Because it's your faith in God that brings you through years like last year. And quite frankly, not just bringing you through it, but it's your faith in God that will cause you to thrive. 
Remember when I asked you a few weeks ago, I, I know that you thought, um, boy, Pastor Michael must have really been smoking something that day. Or he must be on What are you going to miss about COVID? What are you going to miss about the world being shut down for a year in a pandemic? What are you going to miss about the difficulties that you had to walk through personally? I ask that question strategically because there are some things that I'm actually going to miss. Why? Because in those moments of great challenge and difficulty, that's where your faith begins to grow. And that's where you come to a moment where you realize the heart, soul, mind, and strength and a revival of your soul matters. A renewal of the commitment to what God has given you, that matters. And when all of those things come together by faith, you get the third part of the recipe for success. And God's people under Hezekiah, they restored God's house. Now, we've had a hurricane this last year, right? We've had challenges this last year. I know that a lot of you have gone through some financial challenge. But quite frankly, I know a lot of you have financially been blessed as well during the midst of that. And there is a reality that together, regardless of where we come from, as we see in Scripture, the people of God worked together to restore God's house. Did you notice what they brought into God's house to restore God's house? It mentions the tithe. Here's the reality. If the church of God, it's been said this before, if the church of God, if everybody in the church would simply tithe, the church would never have an issue. If they just tithe. Now, now that's one of those things that I think is just kind of those areas of life where if you look at it and go, okay, Lord, am I, am I tithing off of what you give to me? Well, that's a personal thing between you and the Lord. But I, I have found that in my life with the people that have invested in me, that one's a non-negotiable. When I get that one right, a lot of other things go right. They just do. The people brought in their tithe, but then it tells you also what they brought in. They brought in oil and wine, and they brought in sheep, and they brought in oxen. In other words, everything that the people of God had that they were involved in, that they could give, they gave. So I don't know where you are today as you face life, but I do know this. It requires faith. It requires faith if you're able today to give $100,000. And it requires faith if you're able to give $100. Somebody texted me this week and they said, um, I am praying by faith that over the course of not just today, but over the course of the three-year commitment also that we are going to make, that God will bring Calvary a million dollars. And I wanted to text him back and said, you want to sign up for that today, right? <laughs> but I'm not like that. But I am by faith. I do believe by faith that God has a way of blessing those who are obedient. And by the obedience of faith of God's people, they were able to restore God's house. So I want to be clear to you about what we're doing, just in case you've missed it. I want um, all of you in this moment to go on and grab your phone. Yeah, um, yeah, go on and grab your device, whatever it is you have today. I want you to be able to pull that out, right? Um, and I want you to pull it out before it goes off and rings again, right? So we don't want that to happen. Yeah, you got your phone. Um, for those of you online... Um, let me get you to do something. Right now you're watching us through one resource. Just open up a new window and go to calvaryneworleans.com. Um, you can go to calvaryneworleans.com and, and you can look for the next tab and you can click there. Or you can go to calvaryneworleans.com slash next. And I want you to be able to do that. So everybody just doing that right now. Um, we have a moment to do two things today. 
Um, perhaps some of you, and I know this, that you have already done this. Um, some of you have already made your one-time gift to help get the work started that we are beginning in June. We are starting this whole process in June. We're just committed by faith to getting it done, and we're going to do it. And some of you have already done that. But if you haven't done that, there is a tab there on calvaryneworleans.com slash next. And you can go down, and you can see that today you are able to make a one-time contribution. Perhaps you were ready to do that today, or maybe you weren't. If you weren't, then I'm going to ask you to do something. Pray. Not going to manipulate, not going to twist your arm. This is the work of God's people. I hope that you will be involved in it. But I want God to speak to your heart because what comes from the heart matters. A commitment to his work matters. And then you can be a part of restoring things and being a part of a church. So there's a place. You can go look at that. And I want to encourage you to begin to pray about your commitment that you would make today. Just the first part. But there are two parts. And I want to be very clear about this. The first part is a gift today, and the gifts today help us get the work started. But I, I realize that just as God's people had a period of time that Hezekiah showed them, and we read about today, there was a period of time where they accomplished the work. So too, I, I realize that in our lives, sometimes we need a period of time to allow God to work things out. Maybe financially, maybe with your job, maybe with opportunity. And therefore, the second commitment today is a pledge. It's a three-year commitment. So the first is a gift today to get the work going, but a three-year also pledge that says, over the next three years, I'm asking God by faith to help me be able to give over the next three years this amount. And I want to encourage you just make the pledge today. You can go ahead and set up your recurring payment. And I know that some of you have already done that. And that's awesome. But really what I want you to do is just make the pledge today. And I want those to come by faith. I want those to come as a part of your personal walk with God. Because really, it's between us and the Lord. It's between us and him, how he speaks to our heart, how he provides for our lives, and how he allows things to happen. Um, just in the last few weeks, I, I knew eventually we would be coming to this project. But a little bit of a personal testimony. The Lord put a number in my heart. Always does. That's it. He puts a number in my heart. It's not a number that I have. But it's a number that I know when he puts it there, he's going to provide. And so... Over the last week, someone did something in my life that's a good thing. And I'm not going to give you all the details, but there's a number that the Lord put in my heart that's going down because it's there. It wasn't there, and now it's there. And not only that, the number that I know that he put in my heart for three years, <laughs> if you want to know by faith how good he is, that number's there already too. <laughs> So if he gives me that before we even start, then what's he going to do over three years? Now you can live in the natural any day you want, but here's what I know. Let me take you back to the scripture for just a moment. The result of them being faithful with God, the result of them having faith was heaps of blessings. Heaps of blessings. 
blessings on their home, blessings on their kids, blessings on their jobs, blessings on their opportunities, blessings over their health, blessings over blessings over blessings, so that over the course of three to four months, they had heaps. And they had to say, what are we going to do with all of these heaps? I'm asking God, and maybe it's selfish, but I think it's by faith. God, I'd, I'd sure take a heap of blessing so that I could be a heap of blessing to your people, to your church. And God, Hezekiah prayed this, by the way. Don't miss this. We read this. Hezekiah prayed this. And God, I want you to bless your people that way too. God, I, I genuinely want you to bless your people that way. God, I want your people to have heaps of blessings. So maybe today you came with one thought in your mind, and I want to encourage you, maybe, maybe you just need to calm down a minute and pray. And ask God, okay, God, I want to make sure that this is coming from my heart and my relationship with you, because that's powerful. And I want to encourage you to do that. And Right now, in just a moment, we're going to sing. And maybe you want to say, boom, here it is. And you want to hit the one-time gift. Also, I want you just being very clear. I want you making that three-year pledge. A three-year pledge where you're going, by faith, God, I want to see you do these things in my life. Because I believe that you can. So ask the Lord for those things. You can do those online today. That is our moment. That is a part of our sacrificial moment. And here's what we're going to do. Starting the beginning of June, we're going to begin this process by faith. And we're going to get it done. There are two phases. We'll start with phase one. We'll see what the Lord does. We'll move on to phase two. But we're going to start that this summer. And here's the reality. If you came this morning, you have questions. Or maybe you came and, and I like this, maybe you came and you actually brought your offering today. Then there will be people on the way out where we have been doing this recently. You can give that gift on your way out. If you have any questions, you need help getting this set up, stop by our welcome desk. We'll be happy to answer those questions for you, help you get it set up and connected if you need that. But this is us, the people of God, doing His work together and we're going to accomplish this by faith. You move forward by faith. And if we act in faith toward God, then we can see God respond in faithfulness to us. So how about we pray? Can we bow our hearts, bow our heads, and begin to prepare ourselves for what is a holy moment? God, my prayer is simple today. For every one of your sons and your daughters, both here and online, let your Holy Spirit speak to their hearts. To everyone right now, let your Holy Spirit speak to our hearts. We want our hearts renewed and revived to fall deeply and more passionately in love with you. We want a mission in our life that matters beyond just the routine and the daily grind. And we want to be a part of a church that is on mission, that helps people come to know you. But right now, let your Holy Spirit speak. And as you speak, we listen by faith and we respond. 
in the name of Jesus. Amen. So how about you stand to your feet for just a moment? And we're going to sing a song today just as an expression of worship and an expression of victory in our lives. And you take those devices. Hey, it's the first time pastor said you can actually use it in church, right? And you use those in the moments ahead or this afternoon. And let's watch by faith what God will do for his people here at Calvary. I'm excited to continue to move forward by faith with you.